Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. What's up everyone, Mike here from the Membership Guys. Welcome to episode 149 of the Membership Guys podcast, the show that helps you to grow a successful membership website. Today we're talking all about the five biggest risks facing you as a membership site owner. So we're talking about some scary, some dicey stuff here. Maybe I should have saved this one for Halloween and called it, you know, five of the scariest things facing membership owners. Too late now. I've already hit record. Let's crack on with it. (laughs) All right. So obviously there's so many upsides. There's so many great things about running a membership site. But what people often don't talk about are the potential pitfalls that you need to try to avoid. And as anyone running an online business or anyone running a business at all, you are exposed to a certain degree of risk. That risk is perhaps amplified by the online aspect of it. So I want to cover five of the biggest risks that perhaps you just need to have an awareness of or at least be prepared for when it comes to your membership site. So the first big risk comes if you're building your membership on borrowed land. So this isn't going to apply to every membership site owner. You'll have heard us rail against the idea of building your membership, whether it's just your community or your membership as a whole, on a third-party platform that you don't necessarily have control over. So Most commonly, this comes in the form of having your community inside a Facebook group rather than on your own site using forum software. Now, I'm going to resist the urge to pull out the soapbox and to get into the whole forum versus Facebook debate. It's something we covered a number of times on the podcast and in the blog. If you want to head to themembershipguys.com, just search for Facebook. You'll see that this comes up over and over again. But the main thing when it comes to Facebook groups and when it comes to using hosted platforms for your courses or for memberships is that you are building on borrowed land. You are not the one setting the terms. And ultimately, you have very little input on decisions that are made platform-wide. So if Facebook decide to change their terms when it comes to groups, and if they decide that the way you're using your group doesn't match up with their terms and conditions, they can pull the plug on your group, they can shut it down overnight, and then all of a sudden a major component of your paid membership site that people are paying you money for is gone. And you, because it's a Facebook group, have no way of extracting anything from that group. Usually you'll get no notice if Facebook are going to shut your group down. They'll just do it. We've heard of people who have lost groups that had over 20,000 people in them. And they just disappeared with no notice for no discernible reason overnight. And even if there was a notice period, there's no way of exporting your members list or your content or anything like that out of your Facebook group so that you can attempt to rebuild it. That's a risk of building on borrowed land. Same kind of goes for these hosted platforms. Now, most of the hosted platforms for courses and for memberships, they're on solid footing. They are great companies. There's good companies behind them. But there's also some slightly less stable ones out there who perhaps have great marketing and great referral programs and affiliate programs but actually what's happening on behind the scenes maybe isn't so good now those if those guys decide to pivot if they decide to close the company down and totally change direction again you don't have any say in that you don't have any control in that 
And even when it's a legit company, there's still a bit of risk. You know, Copyblogger, the guys behind Rainmaker, even just a year or two ago now, they decided that they weren't going to continue on with the Rainmaker platform in the form that it was in. Now, Rainmaker was a fairly popular choice as a hosted platform for membership sites. It had membership functionality. And because it was promoted and built and run by the guys of Copyblogger who have a good reputation within the online business world, and so they were trusted by a lot of people, then nobody had any reason to kind of think, oh, well, maybe this isn't a good bet long term. But the truth is it's borrowed land. And so when that particular iteration of the Rainmaker platform no longer met the business objectives of the company running it, then, of course, the most responsible thing the company could do for themselves was to change direction. But what that meant is that people who'd built their membership on Rainmaker, suddenly the game has changed for them and they've had no say over it. So there's definitely a large degree of risk if you're building any element of your membership on borrowed land in an ecosystem on a platform or an environment where you don't set the rules, you don't control anything, you don't have any say in the future of that platform. So if you are using that kind of thing, if you do have a Facebook group for your membership and this, that and the other, that's not to say that everything's just going to implode tomorrow and you need to panic, but you just need to be aware that in choosing to use one of these platforms and in taking advantage of the ease of which you can set things up using these platforms or with Facebook groups, the fact that, you know, the typical argument is, well, my audience are already there. They want a Facebook group. It's all well and good. You just need to understand and accept that in making the decision to go with these platforms, you are taking on a greater degree of risk than if you were self-hosting everything. So there is a trade-off. So that's one of the biggest risks facing membership owners. The second is obviously security, hacking. The potential that your website could get hacked and the result could be anything from your website being defaced with offensive messaging completely broken um, it could have malicious scripts installed that actually downloads dodgy software or does dodgy stuff to your visitors it could actually be a theft of data so all of your members information and all that sort of stuff being stolen security and the risk of hacking is obviously something that every person who is running any sort of online business is exposed to with a membership site, you obviously do have a greater degree of data that's going to be stored in your site. So member names, member email addresses and stuff like that. The e-commerce aspect of your site and the fact that you actually take payments makes you a more attractive prospect, a more attractive target than a website that maybe just has five pages about a company and a portfolio of work. Because someone's going to be more likely to want to target your site because there's the chance that if they successfully compromise it, then they can in some way actually profit monetarily from it. And as your membership grows, chances are your team will grow as well. So you may end up with more than just one person who has admin or even moderator access to your site. And the more people who have that kind of access to your site, the more potential points of weakness that you have. You know, everyone who has that sort of administrative access to your WordPress site, to your hosting account, anything that is basically would put someone in a position to be able to seriously mess up your site delete your content, delete your users, deface anything on your site. Anyone who has access to be able to do that is a point 
a weakness because obviously you're relying on their passwords being secure. You're relying on them not having their password written down on a post-it note and accidentally leaving it in a public place or something like that. So security, hacking, all that sort of stuff is a definite risk for anyone with a website but potentially that risk is elevated a little bit more with memberships even if not just for the fact that it maybe makes you more of a target but just the impact that would come from somebody hacking your site compared to again if you had a five-page brochure site with a portfolio of work somebody defaces that then yes it's going to be a pain building it back up but it's really just you who's affected somebody messes with your membership site that's your business that's your money And that's your members as well. Another factor in all of this is the fact that most memberships that we come across, and in fact, there's quite a lot of memberships out there on the market, by comparison, they are using WordPress. They're not just using WordPress, they are using WordPress with probably more plugins than the average WordPress site would use. Again, every plugin is a potential point of weakness. And because WordPress is the most popular and most used content management system, it's a bigger target than other software so you need to stay diligent so good security practices always making sure that you keep wordpress up to date that you keep your plugins up to date that you keep your plugins to a minimum so you don't have anything installed unless it's absolutely necessary and that you make sure your plugins are from reputable legit sources so don't fall into the temptation of buying a premium plugin from a dodgy marketplace just because they're selling it for a couple of bucks as opposed to a hundred dollars a year you know make sure you're getting from legit places before you download any plugin from the wordpress repository make sure you read the support notes and the little community you have essentially a message board from people who have used or had problems with the plugin usually they'll flag up any concerns just practice good safe sensible website disciplines on that front you know use security plugins like security is possibly one of the best security plugins that there is speak to your hosting company about whether they have a firewall or other security functionality on your server consider using an external firewall like security firewall and make sure that you actually speak to them to make sure it's getting configured properly in order to make your site and your online environment as watertight as possible Be sensible with passwords. Don't use easy-to-guess passwords. Don't set your username in WordPress to admin. Don't share your passwords with anyone who shouldn't have them. This is all just good sense, and it will help you avoid the risk of getting hacked because it is, without question, one of the biggest risks facing membership site owners. So number two, security and hacking. Number three in terms of membership risks is somebody stealing your idea, somebody basically ripping you off. Honestly, there's always a chance that this is going to happen when you're in the online space, when your work, your content, your brand is all out there on the web for anyone to see. And actually, you don't necessarily have a great deal of control over who sees your content, over who joins your membership, unless you have your membership locked down and you have an application process. So there's always the chance that someone will see what you're doing and you know, sometimes even innocently, sometimes they don't even realize that it's wrong. They kind of think, oh, I could do something similar. And so they go away and they basically imitate you. In some cases, more nefarious people, they point blank 
rip you off. They steal your idea. Now, honestly, this gets a little bit tricky because so much is down to interpretation. You know, it's perfectly possible for two people to completely independently come up with similar concepts or come up with similar styles or phraseology and all of that sort of stuff. So if you think someone is copying you, if you think someone is perhaps really overdoing the whole imitation as a form of flattery thing, then I would definitely say, first of all, before you take any sort of action, try and have a conversation with someone who's impartial to get them to cast their eye over it and see whether there's anything in it, because it may just be two completely independent, unconnected people who happened to end up in the same kind of place. Or it might just be that maybe they've said like, one sentence in a 2000 word blog post that is similar to something you once said three or four years ago that maybe they saw it and it just stuck in their brain and they didn't think anything of it or you know maybe it's just that there's only so many ways of communicating certain concepts so definitely have a conversation with someone impartial to actually assess whether this is a case of someone flat out stealing your idea now i would say if you see somebody stealing your idea copying your content or anything like that it's important that you jump right on it that you take action don't just let this fly but by the same token don't get hostile don't get accusatory right away reach out to the offending party let them know that you've been made aware of what they're doing that it shares similarities or that it is a like-for-like copy make sure that you are thorough in obviously providing links to what they've done links to what you've done and put in dates as well for when you know you publish the original works tools like copyscape are very useful for this they give you reports on similarities between pieces of content they can back up your case if you are contacting someone to make them aware that this is an issue request that they take it down let them know that if you don't hear from them then you'll move forward with other avenues to ensure that this is taken down or anything like that before you get real hostile real confrontational have that initial email, that initial reach out. Don't get threatening. Don't start calling them names and all that sort of stuff. Again, they may not realize they're doing anything wrong or they may think that it's the sort of thing that if they're small enough, they'll fly under the radar or whatever. Start off with positive intentions. Start off with that mindset that, okay, chances are they're not doing it nefariously. And even if they are, just making them aware that I know what they're doing and that it will not stand that'll be enough. Take that mindset first. If then nothing changes, if they continue stealing your ideas, copying what you're doing, then that's where you possibly move forward and you look into potential legal action. Or you, at the very least, let them know that that's the direction that you're going in. To a certain degree, this is unavoidable, depending on the industry that you're in. And what you absolutely don't want to happen is get to a point where you're getting so bogged down in chasing your imitators that you're not actually producing anything or you're not actually serving your audience and serving your members. So don't allow this to become too big a distraction. Certainly go for people where they are outright blatantly ripping you off. But things like, you know, you'll you'll have situations, and we have this a lot, where we'll publish a blog article or, you know, we'll put out a podcast or what have you. And then maybe a month or so later, someone else in the space will put out their own thing where thematically it's almost identical, structurally it's almost identical, but what they've done is they've taken what we've created, they've identified the framework and the skeleton of that, and then they've created their own content to put meat on the bones of that skeleton. 
it's it's a grey area. They're still essentially drafting off us. They're still basically copying us, but they're not outright ripping us off. So those kind of cases, unless it gets excessive, you're probably going to be wasting your time chasing after because it's not as cut and dry and it's not as potentially damaging to you. So certainly people totally ripping you off if they're using your content word for word, if they are, you know, if their product is identical, then yeah, go after those guys. But you can't let it become such a distraction. Just accept the fact that you are going to get imitators. And really the way you stay ahead of them is to continue innovating and to keep putting out good stuff. Because ultimately, people with that kind of lazy mindset are going to be too lazy to stay the course. So definitely a big risk people stealing your ideas the way in which you deal with it the way in which you handle it will really determine how big an impact it has on your business you're not going to be able to shut it down 100% of the time shut down the worst cases but don't allow it to distract you from continuously innovating continuously outpacing them and outworking them and then you know they will lose pace they will get too lazy. They'll move on to something else. So that's the third biggest risk facing membership owners. The fourth is content being downloaded and shared illegally. Again, in the online space, there's not a huge amount you can do about it. And the most determined content thief will get your content no matter what you attempt to do. If the movie industry can't stop pirates, what chance do you have? And the truth is, the amount of people who will attempt to do this is such a minuscule portion of your audience, especially compared to the amount of fear that people tend to have about this. You know, people will use the risk that someone might download content and then cancel their membership. They'll often use that as a reason to not have a uh, a positive refund policy to not offer a trial because they're so terrified that someone's going to hit and run. They're going to join the membership, download everything, and then either run away or worse, run away and then share that content to illegal file sharing sites. There is always the risk of it. There's certainly things that you can do to make it not quite as easy for people to do that. So, you know, if you've got video content, don't make your videos downloadable on the site. They don't really need to be. Maybe choose to drip feed your content so you release your content one lesson or one month at a time. So again, it's just that little bit harder for people to just come in, steal everything, and then run off. If you've got PDFs and stuff like that, it's also worth making sure you've got your logo, your web address, a clickable link back to the site. So, you know, even if that stuff does get out there into the wild, your brand's out there, the URL's out there. It's a very, very, very small consolation, but, you know, you may as well do it. My biggest advice with this is to not overcompensate and not overdo it with the preventative measures on your site to the point where you actually make it a more painful experience for your good paying members who have no intention of ripping you off. Don't punish your good members because you're scared of the risk of that tiny, tiny little portion or that tiny little chance that someone will actually come in and download and then share stuff. You need to get that balance. As we said, if somebody wants your content, if they want to rip you off, they'll find a way of doing it. So don't avoid offering a trial on your membership for fear that someone will download everything because actually if someone wants to do that, they'll sign up full price, download everything, and then they'll initiate a chargeback on their credit card or through PayPal. They'll find a way of doing it. If you have all sorts of protections on your videos, 
You're not going to be able to stop someone simply loading up something like Camtasia or ScreenFlow, hitting record, and then literally just recording the video as it's playing on the screen. Do not tie yourself up in not sure. It's a risk, but it's a fairly minimal risk, and there's only so much you can do on a technological front. What I would say is set up a Google alert for the name of any courses that you have, for the name of your membership. If you have any tools or software or website themes or anything like that that you offer to your members, set up a Google alert for it so that you're made aware if it pops up on any of the illegal file-sharing websites. Most of these websites skirt around most of these websites actually manage to stay online because they have a DMCA takedown process in place. So a DMCA takedown process is basically a means, usually it's either an email or a form that you fill in, whereby a copyright holder for any content that has been illegally shared on a site can put in an official request to have that content removed. Most of these dodgy websites manage to stay online and manage to stay on the good side of their hosts because they actually do respond to these DMCA takedowns. They're just hoping that they don't get caught, that the copyright holder doesn't realize their stuff's being shared. But if you do and you find this stuff out through a Google alert, then make sure you fill in a DMCA takedown and in a lot of cases, you'll find that that content gets taken down fairly swiftly. If it doesn't, then you can go to their hosting company. So you can use services like whois.domaintools.com. You can use that to find out where a website address is being hosted and then directly contact the host themselves to let them know that a site on their server is hosting in copyright infringing content, your content. In the majority of cases, the host themselves will then take that website down. So again, similar to the last point, be vigilant, pursue the worst cases, be aware, but don't allow it to completely dominate your day-to-day -day for your membership. And definitely don't allow yourself to impede the member experience of 99.9% .9 of your paying members purely in the hopes that you stop that 0.1% risk that someone's going to do something dodgy because actually determined content pirates will get your content no matter what. And the fifth biggest risk facing membership site owners is having a membership that relies primarily or even solely on content. Now, we always talk about memberships as comprising of essentially the three C's, content, coaching, community. In most cases, content is e-learning, it's training content, it's courses, it's webinars, it's Q&As, stuff like that. The community is usually a forum and the coaching kind of happens by way of the content and the community. But so many memberships lean too heavily on the content side of things. So they have the mindset and the approach and the strategy that the content is the real selling point. It's the main thing that's on offer. Problem is, in doing that, you expose yourself to the potential that someone can come along and give away content of equal or greater value for free. Let's say you have a fitness membership site where you teach people workout routines, you teach people diet plans and all of that sort of stuff and you charge a monthly fee for that. Now if I come along and I've developed a fitness app or I've developed a fitness smartwatch or something like that, that's my product. Your product is content so you charge money for that content. If my product is software or a, a, an accessory a smartwatch, then I can give away 
the same quality, the same style of content that you're charging for, I can give that away as a marketing tool to drive people towards my real product. If you have a membership site that teaches people how to run fantastic webinars, and again, you're charging $50 a month to teach people webinar strategy, a company who has webinar software can give away the same type of courses, the same type of educational material as you're selling, they can give that away because it supplements and it feeds people into their actual product, the paid software. So if you're relying only on content in your membership, you are at risk of one day someone else in your industry coming along whose product is not content, but who would benefit from giving away high-level content related to that product, their actual product. So this is why community is so important. This is why it's important to put effort into having a personal connection and a personal touch, as we talked about on the last episode of the podcast, themembershipguys.com slash 148. When you're relying solely on content, you are at risk. You need to do something different something that can't be replicated can't be duplicated to really really enhance the value proposition in your membership because if all you've got to offer is content content is the easiest thing in the world to replicate so hopefully i haven't bummed you out too much (laughs) those are the five biggest risks the five most prominent risks specifically facing membership site owners The risk of building on borrowed land and having the rug pulled out from underneath you, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's hosting your courses or your membership on a third-party platform, there's always risk to building on borrowed land. There's always risk when doing business online, having any sort of web presence of being hacked. Good security practices, making sure your website's kept up to date, all of that sort of stuff should put you in a much better position to avoid that. Thirdly, there's always a risk someone's going to steal your idea. They're going to copy your content. They're going to imitate you a little too closely. And fourth, there's a risk that your content will be shared and downloaded illegally. With both of these risks, it's important to be vigilant, stay on top of it, chase the worst cases, but don't allow that to own you. Don't allow it to stop you from doing stuff for your members and from innovating. And then finally, there's always a risk if all you have on offer in your membership is content. Content is way too easily copied for it to be the be-all and end-all of your membership site. If all you've got is content, then your membership is definitely at risk. That's it from me for this week. Really hope this hasn't bummed you out too much. The aim of this is to prepare you, even just mentally, or maybe encourage you to take some steps, make some changes, or just get an awareness of these potential pitfalls so that you're better positioned to actually deal with them if the day does come that they pose a problem for your membership. So hopefully we've done that job for you on this episode. If you do have any follow-up questions, you want to discuss this in any more detail, you can always find me inside our free Facebook group, talkmemberships.com. Type that in your browser. It'll redirect you to our free group where we have over 8,000 membership site owners who are in there chatting about everything membership related. Myself and Kalia in there as well, of course. If you're on Facebook right now, just type in membership mastermind in the search box. You'll find that group as well. Get in there. Let me know what you thought of this week's episode. 
If you've got any follow-up questions or you want to weigh in with an opinion, we'd love to hear from you. That's it from me for this week. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. If this is your first time listening to the Membership Guys podcast, go ahead and hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. If you have been a long-time listener, go ahead, leave us a nice review. Five stars only, please in iTunes will greatly appreciate it and if you do leave us a review let me know either in the Facebook group or give me a shout on Twitter at membership guys so that I know you've left a review and I can thank you personally for helping us out and for supporting us that's it from me I'll be back again next week with another episode of the membership guys podcast if you've enjoyed today's episode of the membership guys podcast we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.